Just uh, a little bit of review. Uh, our theme scripture for this time of study and this uh, who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ, and what we can do in and through Christ is 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Uh, actually, other translations uh, render it a little differently, of course. Uh, but I like it where it says, they have become new. Uh, same thing, same difference, but it just gives a little more emphasis. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. And the next verse says, and all things are of God. So it is your spirit that is born again. It is your spirit, the inner part of you, the part uh, that is referred to as the spirit of man. The, uh, one uh, verse says, the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord. It's a place that God lights your spirit, lights your candle, so to speak. And, uh, of course, that's, uh, he lights your light bulb or he lights your, uh, your light. He lights your life, your spirit. He gives you life. Now, Jesus, it spoke of Jesus uh, in his coming to the earth. In him was life. And the life was the, what, light of men. And the light shines in darkness and the darkness uh, overcame it not, one translation says. So then, this life has light emanating from it. God emanates light from himself, from his person on the throne. He emanates light and glory comes out of him. So, when you get born again, when you receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life and confess him as your Lord, you receive eternal life. And eternal life... The reception of eternal life uh, makes you a new person on the inside, makes you a new creation, a new creature, a new creation uh, in Christ Jesus. So you're in Christ when you're born again. You get in Christ. When you're born again, you receive eternal life. When you get born again, uh, you are saved. There's different terminology that is used in the scripture. So Jesus has made you new. God has made you new on the inside. Your spirit is born again. All right, so then we're going to look at some other scriptures about who you are and what you have in Christ today and continue our study. And we'll look at Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 2. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 2. Are you there? Okay, verse 2. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we actually preached a sermon on this and uh, used some of these scriptures. Grace, and pe- grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So these are greetings that the Apostle Paul used In writing to the churches, the letters that he wrote to them, he would say, Peace be unto you, and grace and peace be unto you uh, from the Father God and 
from the Lord Jesus Christ. So God is distributing. He's giving grace all the time. Grace every day. He's giving out grace. Grace is, is coming out of God. And it's everywhere. It's available. Hallelujah. And so peace is coming out of God. He's giving it out. Jesus is a Lord of our peace. Amen. And so uh, God and the Father and the Son are giving out peace. And so the peace of God can come to our lives. So he greets in that way, and he greets them in every letter until he gets to the pastoral epistles, and he greets them, grace, mercy, and peace be unto you. And so uh, we need it all, don't we? We need the grace, the mercy, and the peace. Everybody say grace, Grace. mercy, Mercy. and peace. peace. Praise God. All right, verse 3, blessed Be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So bless your blessing the Lord. This is Paul writing uh, to the Ephesians church. And he said, blessed be God. Blessed be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's blessing God. And so are we to bless God with praise and adoration and magnification, exaltation. Amen. We're exalting God. We're blessing God. We're praising God. He said, who hath blessed us? So he's blessing in response to, isn't he? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us. Always notice the tenses. Who hath blessed us. Didn't say who is going to bless us, but who hath blessed us. Now, both are true. In other words, God has blessed us, but he also can bless us. But in this verse, when it talks about who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, he says, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. In Christ. So he points out that you're in Christ. The verse says in Christ, you're blessed. You have already been blessed. I got blessed today. Just a demonstration or manifestation of the blessing. Hallelujah. Anybody get blessed while you're worshiping God, praising God? There's something about when praise goes up, the, uh, the, the presence comes down and the glory comes down and the goodness of God comes down. And something happens in your life when you praise God. Hallelujah. There's, a, there's praise releases his presence. Praise releases his power. Praise releases God's goodness toward us. And so Paul says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Everybody say All. All spiritual blessings in what? In heavenly places in Christ. So when you get in Christ, you get blessed, but you get repositioned. You get seated with Christ. 
See, all of the with Christ scriptures are identification with Christ. It's uh, your identification with Christ about what Jesus did in his crucifixion. Scripture says you were crucified with Christ. It says that you died with Christ. It says that you were buried with Christ. It says that you were made alive with Christ. It says that you were raised with Christ. Hallelujah. Are you with me? It says that you were raised with Christ. And then it says you were seated with Christ in heavenly places in Christ. So... When you receive eternal life or you get born again, you get raised up and seated together with Christ. You receive the life of God on the inside of you, and that brings you up to a new place. Hallelujah. So spiritually, you are united to Christ. Now, in our lessons that we have taught in past times, we taught you that you were, according to Scripture, you were engrafted into Christ. That you were in union with Christ. And we gave you scripture for these. And that you were one with Christ in spirit. So you're joined unto the Lord. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit or one with him in spirit. So you're in union with Christ. You're one with Christ. You've been grafted into him and you become one with Christ. So you are in union with him and you're seated together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And so see yourselves raised and seated, made alive together with Christ. Now all glory goes to him. All honor goes to him. He's the one that did this. I mean, we were, we were a mess. We were in sin. We were without God, without hope in the world. But God, hallelujah. But God stepped in, and he had a plan of redemption for humanity, had a plan for you, had a plan for us. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so you're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, spiritual blessings can translate into material blessings or natural blessings. Everything's in the Spirit in one sense. It comes from, you know, that everything was created from the Spirit. God spoke it into existence. Jesus created it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So then we are the result of God speaking us into existence. That's how the human race came into existence. He created man. He breathed into him. What? The breath of life. Man became a living soul. So God created man, but then, of course, man fell. Sin came into the world, and the world was a mess as a result. And I'm not going to get into all that now, but we needed Jesus. Hallelujah. We needed Jesus. And God sent his son, Jesus. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe on him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Woo! That's good news. I said, that's good news. All right, so. You're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Verse 4, according as he had chosen us in him. 
before the foundation of the world. Now, the scripture says that Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. What does that mean, that Jesus was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world? It means that Jesus, or God, will say, God had a plan before Adam fell. It means that God had a plan before the world was even created. God had a plan, hallelujah, before Adam sinned. God had a plan. He didn't say, "Uh uh-oh. No, he already had a plan. He wasn't surprised because God knew all things. He knows all things. You say, why did he create Adam then? Because he wanted a man. He wanted humanity. He wanted people to fellowship with him. And, of course, the devil interrupted it all and messed the plan up. But God. So when the devil seems like he's messed up your life and he's stepped in and he's ruined some things in your life, thank God, God still has a plan. God didn't say, "Uh uh-oh. He didn't say, what happened? What are we going to do now? What do I do? No, God already has a plan. God knows how to get you out. He knows how to get you through. He knows how to get you to. He knows how to get you where you're supposed to be. God knows how to get you through and to where he wants you to be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So then he says that according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. So God chose you. You are chosen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That is God's plan. I said that is God's plan. That's part of his plan. Certainly there's more. But he said that you would be holy and without blame before him in love. So God wants us to be holy people in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4 says, put on the new man which is which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So this new man is created that way. This new man is created holy. This new man is created righteous. So God gave you the gift of eternal life. God gave you the gift of righteousness. Praise God. How did, through the abundance of grace, they that received the abundance of grace was a comparison between Adam and what Christ did. So what Christ did, what Jesus did, far outweighed, undid what the devil had done in Adam and redid what God wanted to do. God did in Christ what he wanted to do in every man. And so God did it in Christ and then he connects us to Jesus and makes us new creations in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And blesses us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places and he chose us in him what to be holy and without blame without shame without guilt praise God forevermore somebody ought to shout somewhere on there all right so without shame without blame without guilt praise God Jesus is Lord God chose you Go to Galatians chapter 6 with me. 
Galatians chapter 6, while you're turning there, I'll just give you knowledge translation of verse 3. It says, Who hath blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing that heaven itself enjoys. With every spiritual blessing that heaven itself enjoys. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians chapter 6, we'll go to verse 14. It said, God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross, or except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. God forbid that I should glory, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. So all of our glorying should be in Christ. Hallelujah. Should be in what God did in Christ, for us in Christ. So he says, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. So you were crucified with Christ by identification with Christ. God saw you crucified. God saw you die. God saw you buried. God saw you made alive. God saw you raised up. God saw you seated. That's the way he sees you. And when you get born again, you just go through that process instantly, supernaturally. You come out of darkness into light, out of death into life, out of Satan's kingdom into God's kingdom. You get raised and you get seated together with Christ. And you're seated there in heavenly places where you're blessed with all spiritual blessings. Praise God forever. Glory to God. Hallelujah to Jesus. So you're crucified to the world, and the world is crucified to you. So when you get tempted, you just say, I was crucified. I died. I was buried. That old man used to to do that, but I don't do that anymore. The old man died. That old man is crucified. That old man is gone. That old man was buried with Christ. There's a new man living here now. There's a new man in Christ. I'm a new person. I'm a new self. I have eternal life. I have God's life. God's life's living on the inside of me. God resists that in the name of Jesus. God's life resists that, and I resist it now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Next verse, verse 15. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Now, that's not something that relates so much to us in our culture, but in their culture, it relates. Totally. Because under the law of, of God, they were circumcised. So the Jewish people were circumcised. And they were living with that conviction to be circumcised. Well, the Gentiles were not circumcised. So God's talking to us now saying it's not circumcision or uncircumcision, but a new creature. In other words... Not keeping the law, not living under the law, but so whether you're whether you're circumcised, uncircumcised, that doesn't matter. He said, "What matters is that you're a new creature." I'll give it to you in Barclay's translation. Says, "Whether a man is circumcised or not is of no importance. What matters is the creating of the man all over again." The creating of the man all over again. In other words, spiritually, you've been created all over again. All right, then Wade's translation says, Circumcision is nothing. Uncircumcision is nothing. The creation of a new nature in us is everything. 
So what matters is this new creation that God has made. What matters is that you are a brand new person on the inside. You don't have to live under the law, but you're under grace now. You're under the grace of God. Hallelujah. That liberates you. There's liberty in Christ. There's freedom in Christ. That doesn't mean you just do all kinds of wrong things and sin. No, it means that you have been crucified with Christ. They were, they were living under the law, having to do all of this stuff on their own. But, you know, they had to do it. They were required to do it. But now you have Jesus living on the inside of you. You've been crucified with Christ. You died with Christ. You're buried with Christ. You're raised with Christ. You've been made alive with Christ. You have Christ living on the inside of you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So you have the ability through Christ. That's why all these in Christ scriptures are, here, are in the scripture. So that you see what you have in him. Who you are in him. What you can do in and through him. So being a new creature, he says, is everything. Philippians 4 and verse 13, please. Praise God. Now we're just going to read verse 13, Philippians 4, 13, which is kind of somewhat familiar to people. Uh, it simply says... I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, this is a through Christ scripture. They're in Christ, by Christ, through Christ, with Christ. But it's all Christ. Hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ. Now, the setting, of course, uh, you know, Paul was talking about. I can have plenty or I could have nothing. But I can do all things through Christ. In other words, I'm going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to make it through. Hallelujah. Through what? Through Christ. Hallelujah. When you're going with Jesus, you make it through. Hallelujah. When you're going with Jesus, you get through. When it looks like you're not going through, you say, I can do all things through Christ. I can't do it in myself. I can't do it by myself. I can't do it on my own. If you abide in me and I, and I, he said, abide in me and I and you as the branch cannot bear fruit except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except you abide in me. For without me, you can do nothing. Capital N. All right, so without him, we can do nothing. But with him, we can do all things through Christ. Now, all things means all things God wants you to do. And in line with the scripture and in line with the will of God. So it's not like you can just do all things you want to do. No, because Christ ain't going to help you do the wrong thing. 
He's going to help you do the right thing, right? So if we are on the right track, hallelujah, or if we get off track and we need to get back on track, we just turn face to Jesus, hallelujah, looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher. If we got distracted, if the devil took us off and got us on a wrong path, a wrong course, thank God, God will shine the light into our heart and our mind and our life so that we can get back on course, hallelujah, and we can make it through. Why, yeah, because the devil doesn't want to just lighten up or give up easily. No, he wants to try to hold on to you and keep you bound or keep you down or keep you in in, in a little passe. He wants to keep you in that place of bondage, but God wants to raise you up because he's already raised you up in Christ. He wants to raise you up. He wants to get you up. Wake up that inner man. Get that inner man lit up. He'll light your candle so you can run through the troop and leap over the wall. Hallelujah. The devil put a troop in front of you. There is some leap on the inside of you. He put a wall in front of you. There's some leap on the inside of you. Glory to God. Something on the inside that's greater than anything that's on the outside. There's something in your spirit, man, that comes alive. Hallelujah. Wakes up. It didn't die. It's just, it's just dormant. You just need a bacaslevra. Get the Lord on your side because you're making a choice and you decide to go with him and do the will of God. And God will be for you. Glory to God. He'll be for you and he'll be with you and he'll be in you and he'll get on you. Hallelujah. In other words, he'll rest on you so that you can run through the truth. And you can leap over the wall. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. And he's Lord of it all. He's Lord over all. He's more than enough can do all things through Christ. Hallelujah. I say you can do all things through Christ. Hallelujah. Testify for me. I said testify for me. Testify. Tell me. Tell me. You can do all things through Christ. Hallelujah. Don't be discouraged. It ain't over. I said, don't be discouraged. It ain't over. It's not over till he says it's over. And he never said it's over, so it's not over. God has a plan. Stand firm and stand strong and be bold. And you'll see God will prove himself faithful and show himself strong. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. So he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Hallelujah. I can. Somebody say, I can. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're not alone. You're not on your own. <laughs> I said, you're not alone. You're not on your own. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you so that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man should do unto me. God is on your side. He's for you. Hallelujah. If God be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. Woo! I'll, I'll try to read you some other translations. You can sit down. Praise God forever. Thank you, Jesus. Moffat's translation says, Him who strengthens me, in him who strengthens me, I am able for anything. Glory be to God forever. David Smith said, I have strength for everything in him who puts power into me. Praise God. You may not drive a Tesla, but you are a Tesla. In other words, you need to charge. So you just got to get plugged in. <laughs> get a charge. Hallelujah. He puts power into me. I am strong for all things in the one, in the one who constantly infuses strength in me. He constantly infuses strength in me. And this one I like real well. Johnson says, I can do anything I need to do because Christ is the energizing center of my life. I can do anything I need to do because Christ is the energizing center of my life. Christ is the energizing center of my life. 